Bienvenidos a la Tidazo. Soy Enrique Barres y presidente de esa mejor cerveza. No abate por No Filter Network. Miguelito San Diego, a.k.a. Bobby Barrels, a.k.a. Bobby Ball. Not with us today, but dead or alive, job or no job, and apparently he's got one. We properly salute our boy. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. Remember this, folks. When we are juiceful, we are useful. And when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. Welcome to the Daily Hustle, a life optimization podcast exploring all the hottest news stories, sports scores, and weather phenomenons from around the world. We are sponsored by A18 Tequila. That's right. This is the Tequila Reposada 100% Agave Azul, handcrafted, small batch in Jalisco, Mexico. We are also sponsored by KT Tape. Yes, I used it yesterday. For the first time, and I fucking loved it. There's no other way to put it. This is the Pro Oxygen tape that you go ahead and stick on. Look, it's not as complicated as you think it is. All you do is put it on areas of discomfort. And it promotes blood flow to that area. It reduces inflammation. And it helps all of us charge through life. The young, the old, and, well... In my case, the middle-aged. Although I thought about it yesterday as as I referred to myself as middle-aged. At what point do you become elderly? What's that number? And then when you are quote-unquote elderly, would you ever refer to yourself as elderly? My mom's 80. Good morning, mom, by the way. Are you elderly? Now... Every time she tries to make the excuse that she's getting old. And she doesn't really use those words. It's one of the most positive, upbeat, life-charging human beings I've ever met in in my life. But as soon as, like, I hear that, I read this book called Blue Zones. And it talked about all the uh, regions in the world where... They have the highest percentage of centenarians, which is people that live to be 100 years old. And you have like daughters that are in their 90s and the mom's 110. Like just crazy shit, right? And one of the biggest things that they do talk about each and every one of these elderly people having is it's a mindset. And it's the mindset that, sure, they're not denying the truth and the fact that they're old, whatever, but that's a number. How they live their life is the only thing that matters. And so that's why I would encourage anybody and everybody to continue to work as long as you fucking can. Have a purpose. Have an ikigai. Have a reason to pull your head off of the pillow in the morning. As soon as that purpose is gone, that's why so many people will retire from whatever job it is that they're doing. And then within a couple of years, they're fucking dead. 
That's the same thing with relationships. There's a reason why a husband or wife will go. And then soon after that, the other one goes with them. What's crazy is that one of my mom's best friends, it was Marilyn and Kenny, just good family friends for a long time. Kenny was in the Navy and salute him with a double sky point. But they both fell ill. And I want to say that one died within 24 hours of the other. Really crazy. And then there was Don and Sheila, as my mom would remember this one. So Don was diagnosed with, I believe it was brain cancer. And Sheila was really worried about Don. So for years, I obviously want to say for years, like, so right away, she's just, just like, Don, like, you have to get these treatments. This is what you need to do. And yeah, yeah. And he refused all of it. He said, fuck it. I feel fine. Say what you want, whatever. And he went along to live his life. At one point, I want to say Don turned like 72. And let's say he was diagnosed with his brain cancer, like 65. At 72 years old, he shot a 72 in golf. Think about that. That's how powerful our mindset is as we get older. And then the irony, once again, is that I want to say Dawn passed away 20 to 25 years after he was diagnosed with his brain cancer. 20 to 25 years. And then Sheila went right after him. And I say that because I'll bring this up and I'm just going to segue to this because I want to throw some positivity and love uh, out to my boy, uh, Scott Oswald. So Scott was one of my best friends in high school, part of a crew of guys that I still continue to hang with today. And he was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. I guess it was last year. And I know he's gone through some difficult times, but I just want to continue to send our thoughts, send our prayers, send our love and to, to Scott as, as he get, gets through this. But, you know, ultimately, we're all going to go. And it's a matter of how we decide to live when we're here. And there's certain things in life that we just can't control. So I think the most important thing is that we really focus on the ones that we can. Scott, we love you, dude. Beagreatteacher.com. September the 7th, 2023. Thought of the day. Waste no time on anger, regret, or resentment. Just get the job done. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I fucking love that. Waste no time on anger. Who gives a shit? Regret. Right, what, are we, what are we regretting? My dad said regret. Never regret the things you've done, only the things you didn't do. And that'll just keep you hungry for charging new experiences. No resentment. Why are we going to resent anybody? Why are we going to resent anything? 
all of that is just baggage that prevents us from moving on in our lives. Hatred is the same way. Uh, it's when you hold on to that, it's not doing anything to the other person, but it's killing you internally. And then lastly, here is Ruth Bader Ginsburg says that just get the job done. Had the Yoda mug out this morning. I changed it out. For this bad boy right here, one of the coolest mugs you will ever see. Yeah, this is next level. Uh, a gift from uh, one of our players. So the Yoda mug then obviously prompted me to stand on my foot reflexology board and use a Yoda quote for this morning, which I posted on IG. His most famous quote is, do or do not, there is no try. But it is really one of those things when you think about all of the talk, and th this was the quote from yesterday, but all of the talk that we have in our lives and all of the bullshit and da -da 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 -da. nobody gives a fuck because nobody could hear what you're saying. They're too busy watching what you're doing. The get the job done mantra and motto, whatever you want to call it, is one that will eternally last as long as this world lasts. Just get it done. I don't want to hear about the bullshit. I don't want to hear the excuses. Nothing else. Posted a thing this morning. I venture to say it might be one of the worst. It could be. I don't want to anticipate this. One of the worst performing posts. I just know IG and how it works. But I thought it was good. And it was talking about the BeAGreatTeacher.com quote yesterday, which was from Joe Namath about confidence. And I just did a little thing like I'm going over here and talking about the thought of the day. Well, when I have something of value that I think could help people, like Joe Namath's quote, which was fantastic, but more than that, even the response to the quote, which was me saying that confidence is great and, and have confidence. And then Namath was saying that if you have confidence, then you're going to have fun. And if you're going to have fun, you're going to create uh, these, you're going to do amazing things. Yes, that, that's true. But the key becomes how do we earn that confidence? Because if we have confidence just by trying to tell ourselves we're great at something, it's not going to last. It will be fleeting. See ya. It's here and then it's gone. But I can just tell you even through my recent pickleball experiences, if I went out to pickleball two months ago and I'm going to play with Trent and Jesse and Dennis, my boys out here who are all better than me, and I put on this bravado like I'm super confident in pickleball because I played tennis 30 years ago. That's great. But guess what? As soon as I get my dick handed to me, I'm going to realize that, oh, there goes the confidence. So this mentality that we show up with has got to be predicated with work. Now, I played pickleball for 20 straight days. 
Now I show up to the pickleball court with the confidence that I can play with these dudes. But that confidence isn't fleeting. When I hit one bad shot, I'm like, that's not the norm anymore. That's who I was. That's not who I am now. All mentality, all mindset. Joke of the day. How do they answer the phone at the paint shop? Yellow. Random fact of the day. The human nose can remember 50,000 different scents. And I swear to you, my wife remembers every one of them. I mean, her nose, geez. It's like no nose that's ever smelt in the history of mankind. It, like Literally, it's, it's totally next level. Journal prompt of the day. How does it feel to see classmates, friends, or family after a few months apart? Huh. It feels... It feels good. It reminds us of times well spent in the past. But I'm going to take this a step further because I thought about a friend of ours that we haven't seen in a long time. And because we haven't seen her, I think that often... We just sort of move on with our lives. Now, this was this was actually our au pair, and but uh, you, know, I, it's, she became part of the family. She helped raise all three of our kids. Yet we haven't seen her in like I don't know what is it about five years now. It seems like I guess it would have been like three or four. And I asked my kids yesterday. I'm like, yo, have like, do you guys want to call Sadie's? And they're like, yeah. But then next thing you know, we went inside and there was lunch and we were at Red Truck and we just kind of forgot. I would tell every one of us and just remind every one of us that people in the past as soon as you see them again, I said, like, as this old journal probably, how does it make you feel? It brings everything back. And so I know we may go an extended period of time without communications. Life is very relevant. And everything and everybody we hang out with is typically relevant to what we are doing in our lives. People ask me all the time, who do you hang out with? And still keep in contact with that you played with. It's like, damn, man. So Zito and I would we'll go back and forth every couple months, I feel like. Chad Tracy called me yesterday. Poor Ella. She broke her collarbone doing a somersault throw. Chad just is not happy about. The fact they were doing it in this camp and he was asking me 
about all sorts of things. Now, Biscuit broke his collarbone too. So what's cool though, is that when Chad called, and this is like with a real life thing, like, yo man, he was upset about the fact that this coach had him doing these somersault throws. He wanted to know my opinion on that. And then obviously we got into the fact that Biscuit just dealt with a broken collarbone. And so some of the best ways to help heal and get over it. Well, I mean, I don't remember the last time we talked on the phone. It had to have been like three years ago, seriously. But when he picks up the phone, like it was, dude, as soon as I said, Chad Tracy, bam, on. Did that with Gonzo just recently too. I remember I was standing right outside the ski lodge. I just gotten off the mountain. Gonzo had called. And it was like, it was 2006 again. And we were playing for the Diamondbacks. And said, yo, what's up, dude? Like, like, that's the beauty about baseball players. And I think probably we understand that more than anybody. So, anyhow, let's move on here and get into... Some of these top news stories for today. Hurricane Lee forecast to become a Category 5. The impact on the United States for next week is still uncertain. This was a tropical storm. It's now a hurricane. Hurricane Lee strengthened to a Category 2 hurricane Thursday morning. will only further intensify to a Category 5 storm. Days before a precarious and uncertain northward track that much of the U.S. East Coast will have to watch closely. So, everybody beware of that. I am fascinated with these things, man. I mean, it it is a trip to see how they come together and the impact and direction that these go i mean obviously that's what ultimately decides the impact that it's going to have on whether it's the united states or these islands in the caribbean i can't believe these islands in the caribbean i mean they get fucking pounded by them every single year so we'll keep our eye on that and we will get into our personalized weather report here very shortly by the way if you'd like your own personalized weather report go ahead and let me know we are now streaming on caffeine tv we are on the believe podcast network like to say good morning, hello, and thank you to our great par- partners at Believe and Caffeine TV. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and just about every platform that you can find. So don't be afraid to tell a friend, leave a review, uh, dish out five stars. It's always uh, It always helps. The 2024 best colleges in America. You guys ready for this? Princeton, MIT, and Yale take the top spots. This ought to be fun. This could be a list that we could go through. Princeton University takes top honors in our new rankings of the best colleges in the U.S. What makes a college like Princeton great? There are facilities and faculties, the coursework and the camaraderie, the skills and the experiences and knowledge that prepares students for their lives and their careers. No doubt, these are important. But in addition, our ranking puts even greater emphasis on two practical and measurable questions about each school. How much will the college improve its students' chances of graduating on time? That's overrated. 
I mean, I started college in 1995 and I still haven't graduated. And how much will it improve the salaries they earn after receiving their diplomas? Yes, you say that matters. In our Wall Street Journal College Pulse 2024 Best Colleges in the United States ranking, Princeton scored highly for both graduate salaries and graduation rates. Its students and recent graduates also praised its teaching facilities in a broad survey we conducted. That's not much of a surprise. Princeton has been in the upper echelon of best colleges list for a long time, but looking as we do at the value a school provides to its students highlights other institutions that don't have Princeton's reputation or its wealth, but do great things for their students. None. The less. The university of Florida. And the New Jersey Institute of technology are the highest ranking public schools. Really both cracked the top 20 overall at number 15 and number 19 respectively and Babson college Lee university and the Rose Holman Institute of technology sit at number 10, 14 and 17. I'm like, come on. Fuck seriously. The Rose Holman Institute of technology at number 10, 14, 17. I mean, there's three colleges I've never heard of Babson college Lehigh university and Rose Holman Institute of Technology sit at number 10, 14, and 17. Has anybody heard of that? Lehigh, maybe. Babson, Rose Holman, come on. There's got to be a rule. You can't be on this list if any normal fucking person walking down the street wouldn't recognize that it's even a college. Huh. Makes no sense to me. Some schools with long-standing reputations don't fare as well when we look at their student outcomes under our new methodology. Brown University and John Hopkins University, two of our top 10 for 2022, performed less outstanding at number 67 and 99, respectively. I mean, that, that just goes to show you your new methodology is fucking stupid. Based on our estimates, it takes Princeton's graduates less than a year's worth of median salary boost to boost their degree, provides to pay off the full cost of attendance due to their high earnings and relatively low net price of attendance, which reflects the total cost. Okay. The Ivy League University heads a top five in the ranking that is packed with household names. Well, thank you. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, at number two. Then Yale University, Stanford University, and Columbia. I could dig all those. John Ralston Graham, a senior from Nashville, majoring in architecture, says Princeton works hard to connect students with this network alumni. And that's big. When you have a alumni network where, say, you graduate from Princeton and, you know, there's just, I mean, Princeton people are running the fucking financial world. Get yourself a good job. Keep everyone in house. USC's really good at that. Stanford's really good at that. UCLA, yeah. Not terrible, but I, I not great. I think that's why USC's become so hard to get into. You're not, say, 
trying to buy your education. You're buying your way into that fucking network. That network's strong. Just go down to Orange County and look at the way you see the USC flags flying on these beautiful beachfront homes. It's the USC Mafia. It says Princeton's curriculum is flexible with few requirements, allowing students to explore a range of academic interests, but classes are extremely rigorous. Yeah, of course they are. It's a gorgeous shot of Stanford University right here. This is the chapel. Shout out to Jack Gifford, who helped get me into UCLA. And his memorial service was at the chapel right there on the campus of Stanford University. He was really good at connecting alumni. He would, for a while, was hiring all UCLA baseball players. That was it. And his methodology was that he knew the work ethic that it took to play top-end Division One baseball at UCLA. And if you were to apply that to business, you're fucking golden. And he was smart. Hired a lot of really good people. Let's see here. What else? Behind the college rankings, a journal puts students' experiences at the heart of our 2024 rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit? Let's get to the list. I mean, damn. Earnings above high school graduates' yearly salary for top-ranked colleges overall. You guys ready for this? Princeton is the number one school. Let's see. Earnings above high school graduates' yearly salary for a top-ranked college overall. So Princeton's number one. It says 82,433. So these are the colleges that part of their list. But the actual school that's on top for this salary rankings is not Princeton. It's MIT. And that makes total sense. I mean, look, without the engineers, without the people figuring out how the fucking computers work and, and everything else, uh, we, we have nothing, right? I mean, that's the future. I mean, especially now with AI. I saw something today, and I don't know if I believe it or not. And I, I'm going to imagine it's not real. But it was an AI-generated robot playing pickleball and killing it on the court. I sent it to Kowalski. And by the way, I also sent yesterday's Daily Hustle pod. I put a, sent him the Apple podcast one. It's so Kowalski could listen to the first 10 minutes in which we talked about our world record that we're going to attempt in April of 2024, which will be to play the most amount of pickleball games in a 24-hour period uh, as a doubles team. So he is so fired up. He's saying he's getting the chills, all of it. Okay, let's go over these schools. Princeton, MIT, Yale, Stanford, Columbia, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, Amherst, Claremont, McKenna. Now, look, 
There's one that doesn't have a big name, but I've heard nothing but great things about. Claremont McKenna. And then ready for this one, Babson. Can somebody tell me where the fuck or what the fuck Babson is? Legitimately, I've never heard of Babson. They make $81,604 more than the average yearly salary of a high school graduate. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean, this is a long-ass article. Where's our list? You stop at 10? You can't stop at 10. I mean, why do they make things so complicated? I just want the list. I think they do about 100 of them. Well, I'm not even sure if we're going to get it. They just talk. I mean, they talk about going all the way to 99. John Hopson... Come on, Brown University at 67? Something's got to be wrong. You can, okay, you can see our full overall rankings and explore other rankings focused on student experience, social mobility, and salary impacts at WSJ.com rankings. Okay, here we go. This is what we we're looking for, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're shitting me. No. Now I got to sign in? Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, fuck your rankings. I'm done with this. Let's get to sports. Major League Baseball. Big day yesterday around the league as we get into the nut-crunching days of September, really light slate of games today. But yesterday, it was Pittsburgh 5, Milwaukee 4. So Milwaukee goes down. Uh Uh-oh. It's disappointing, sad. McCutcheon's season ends with a partial Achilles tear. I don't know exactly how he was doing. But it seemed like he was having a pretty decent year. That is sad. He's a stud. I'd be interesting to look at his numbers and see where he would fit on the Hall of Fame scale. Because for a while there, he was the best player in baseball. Cleveland 2-1 over Minnesota. So good on Cleveland. Uh, Terry Francona apparently is indicating that he is going to retire, I believe, at the end of the year. So what a great career for Tito and wish him nothing but the best. I wondered how long he would do it. I mean, he was on top of the world in Boston, obviously, doing what they did there and winning two World Series, breaking the curse, and then went to Cleveland and got them to the World Series where I, that wasn't any sort of easy task and came up just short losing that game seven against the Cubs. So uh, speaking of the Cubs, by the way, they finished off the three game sweep of the San Francisco giants, Cody Bellinger uh, with a, another home run, his 24th of the year. That reminds me, I'm going to put together a no filter video on him. 
I, this is somebody that has completely revamped his career in a very short period of time. He just needed a little change of scenery, maybe a refocus, whatever. But this is the dude that was a 2020 most valuable player, fell off the map a little bit in 2021 and 2022. And then now basically is one of the better players in the game of baseball once again, the Giants are fucking really, they're back to 500. Literally, I think at this point, you can put a fork in them. A's 5-2 winners over Toronto. You got Sears with the victory. The Bluebirds, yeah. I mean, they're still somewhat on the fringe themselves. They're 77 and 63. The American League wild card is more difficult than the National League. Arizona 12-5 winners over Colorado. And good on Arizona because, look, they fell behind 2-0. Tommy Pham, uh, well, I take that back. They fell behind 5-0. Holy shit. And then Tommy Pham doubled in a couple runs, making it 5-3. And then it was Alec Thomas, his eighth homer of the year, that gave Arizona the lead, and then after that, Lourdes Guriel hit his 23rd homer of the year, and eventually they broke this thing open. So a big win for Arizona when they needed it. They're 72 and 68. We'll get to the wild card stands in a second. Philadelphia, 5-1 over San Diego. 77 and 62 now. San Diego drops to 66 and 75. Seattle, 8-4 winners over Cincinnati. A big win for the Mariners. Let's see here. Gilbert with the win. Richardson with the loss. I'm still not totally bought in on Seattle. It's just, I don't know. They're good. Are they great? Do I think they'll win the West? No. The Astros are clearly distinguishing themselves as the best team in the West. TJ Friedel uh, tripled for the Reds in the bottom of the first to get things going. And then it was Spencer Steer with a knock. Mike Ford, his 16th home run of the year for the Mariners. Ty France hit his 31st double, putting Seattle up 3-1. And then it was J.P. Crawford that blew things open with his 15th homer of the year. And Cal Raleigh, holy shit, 26 homers. For Cal Raleigh. So maybe the Mariners are better than I think they are. They have the depth. I think we get lost, and this is true. And I mentioned this you know, yesterday, but we get lost in the teams that have superstars. Uh, Sissy Small Fry Fancy Pants. How can I help you? I'm in the middle of a daily hustle life optimization podcast that goes out to hundreds of thousands of people each and every single morning. And my 13-year-old daughter is standing across the way uh, staring at me for what exact reason you have school to do, honey, go downstairs, get the school done. And that's it. That's it. Uh, adios. I love you. Bye-bye. See ya. Boston goes down to Tampa Bay. Three, one Tyler glass. Now good to see him healthy. Jeez. He's filthy. 
career high 14 strikeouts to help the Rays take the series. Glass now, uh, I so a few years back, I know he's dating or he was, he was in a, a supermodel in New York and he looks like a supermodel himself. So it seems like he paired it up just right. But Glass now was uh, going to rent my place. It ended up falling through at the last minute. Oh, I think what happened is he broke up with the, the supermodel. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Dodgers go down to the Marlins 11 to 4. Fuck. I, I don't know what to do with the Marlins. Seriously? And how about Jason Hayward's night for the Dodgers? He hit his 14th home run of the year and he robbed, uh, I don't know if it would have been a homer, but made one of the sickest plays I've seen all year at the fence, climbing the fence, hauling it in. Xavier Edwards, let's see here. It's a little bit more difficult to read as I'm doing this over the iPad. Luis Arise, a two-run double. James Outman, a two-run homer. By the way, James Outman, his nickname's Bernsey. That's not a joke. Apparently, I was his favorite player when he was a kid growing up in San Carlos, California. I think it's one of the coolest things ever. You need to get together with that guy in the offseason. So the Dodgers lose. I mean, not that big of a deal, obviously, for them. They're running away with the West, but the fucking Marlins. Uh, that is a big deal because they're now in position for that third wild card spot. Washington 3-2 winners over the New York Metropolitans. Jacob Young, a walk-off single for the Nationals. C.J. Abrams, a game-tying single. And Edermo Vargas, an RBI single for the Nats as well. Mark Biento, that's right. He had an RBI single for the Metropolitans. And then Jose Buto had a quality start for the Mets. A lot of young guys coming up for the Mets, the Yankees. You're starting to see them already turning the page for next year. And speaking of the Yankees, 4-3 winners over Detroit. Let's see, they're 70 and 69 now. Detroit 63 and 76. So the Yankees are fighting to have their first not losing season since 1992. That is what 31 years that they've gone finishing over 500. It's fucking insane. It's absolutely ridiculous to think that they have done that. It is probably, in my opinion, one of the most impressive long-standing streaks in the history of sports. It should be up there with DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. It should be right up there with Cal Ripken's streak, which we just recently celebrated the anniversary of the Ironman playing in 2,000-some-odd consecutive games. I can't believe there's any other team that's ever done this. In any league, in any sport, not a winning, no way. I would be absolutely fucking shocked if there was another team in any other sport that has held a winning record for 30-plus years consecutively. Can't wait to hear it if there is. But 
the fact the Yankees, because they were looking at not finishing above 500, now they're back above 500. Good on them. And I wonder if they know that streaks. I mean, I know that everyone in the front office does. Coaching staff probably does. But do the players even recognize it? Do they give a shit? They better. When you put on the pinstripes, it's just different. St. Louis, they were like almost plus 300 underdogs yesterday going against Spencer Strider in Atlanta. And they absolutely lit him up. Mason Wynn, his first career homer for the Cardinals. Uh, Gorman, a three-run homer. He has 27 homers now for the Cardinals. Holy shit. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt is 23rd homer of the year. And it was Contreras with the solo homer as well. So they teed off on Spencer Strider yesterday. That's the thing. I mean, you got a team like the Cardinals. I don't give a shit who you're going up against. I, that, that team can hit. If they go out there and do their jobs, this is a good big league team. This is a team that we thought was going to make the playoffs. And yet... Here we are late in the season. We're like, oh, Spencer Strider. Yeah, he's going to win this game 90% of the time. Bullshit. No chance. Now, is he going to win that game more than he's going to lose that game? Yeah, of course. But to the tune of Atlanta being like minus 350? No. It's fucking stupid. What a terrible bet. I took the Braves. As you can tell. Chicago White Sox, 6-4 winners over Kansas City. Elvis Andrews, a four-hit game. Andrew Vaughn. Talk. Great friend of the program. A two-run homer, his 19th of the year. So just one home run away for 20 for the former Cal Bears star in Oscar Colas, a solo homer, his fifth. Yoan Mancata, a solo homer as well, his seventh. And then Oliveris for the Royals had a two-run homer himself. That's pretty much a meaningless game on two teams that have had dog shit seasons. The big game yesterday that everybody was looking forward to, everyone thought potentially could be this massive pitching duel, uh, turned out to be a dud. It was the Astros 12 and the Rangers 3. Justin Verlander versus Max Scherzer, and Verlander got the best of them. Astros five homers in the game. Jose Abreu, a monster game. Marcus Simeon had a huge game. Jose Abreu, a grand slam, is 13th. Homer of the year and the Astros go back to back in the night. It just kept coming. They just kept coming at you. This offense is relentless. They're peaking at the right time. Uh, I got to believe that's. Uh, I, I got to believe that's, that's a favorite to be the champs. You got to beat the champs. That's a favorite in the, in the Mac in the American league. At least I'd like to see him go seven games with the Braves. That's going to be a tough one. But a lot of baseball to play, so who knows, but they are playing their best at the right time. Texas, on the other hand, they're shitting the bed a little bit. 76 and 63. Baltimore continues to do what they do, which is just kick the shit out of everybody. 88 wins now. They're 88 and 51. They beat the Angels. Angels are terrible. No other way to put it. Austin Hayes, a four-hit game. Santander and Hayes went back-to-back. Luis Renifro, a two-run homer. Aaron Hicks. A two-run single. And that's funny. Because we just talked about Aaron Hicks, I believe, 
with Kowalski yesterday because Aaron Hicks had gone into this place where they're working. It's this new sports mobility movement that's basically maximizing your ability as a human being and as an athlete. But forget the name of the spot that Kowalski is now working. They should become a title sponsor, though. The Daily Hustle would give them all sorts of love. So the standings now, we got the O's on top of the East of the American League, Astros on top of the West, and the Twins on top of the Central. And then the wild card teams would be the Rays, which are just basically a shoo-in. And then the two other spots are still up for grabs. It's the Mariners, who are a game and a half back, or a game and a half up. The Blue Jays, who are just a half a game up on the Rangers. So those last two spots, really it looks like at this point, unless Boston goes on a crazy run, would be filled by the Mariners, the Blue Jays, or the Rangers. So it's three teams fighting for two spots. And then in the National League, the Braves are on top of the East, the Dodgers on top of the West, and the Brewers on top of the Central. And then the three teams currently now in position for the wild card are the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Marlins. Now, the Cubs are really comfortable now at this point because they're three games, three and a half games up on the Marlins, which would be that last spot. But I would say the fight for the last spot is between four teams. This is gnarly. It's the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Giants. That's wild. And I think it's going to be a dogfight. The Giants need to pull their heads out of their ass. They're minus 19 in run differential now. All four teams, as a matter of fact, are minus in run differential. And then the Padres are plus 64 in run differential, but they're 66 and 75. Oh, fuck. Well, that's the uh, standings around Major League Baseball. And by the way, Abreu had a seven RBI game. Jeez Louise. That'll about do it. I think I'm at time now, so we'll finish this life optimization pod with, of course, send you guys off with golden nuggets of wisdom. James Allen, thought and character. The aphorism, quote, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. Back tomorrow, more Daily Hustle. And by the way, If you have not gone to ericburns.com and picked up yourself a copy of the Daily Hustle 222 Unfiltered Life Guidance from a human crash test dummy, be sure to go ahead and do that. Pick yourself up a foot reflexology board as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please do us a favor. Hit five stars. Give a little review. We don't ask for much. I get it. It's really helpful when it comes to putting the pot out there. We've just gotten on here. We're trying to figure out how to make a living out of this thing one way or another. Uh, and then, of course, if you're looking to keep 
your package nice and tight, nice and clean and chafe free. Make sure to go to uh, kttape.com forward slash 222. You can pick up the chafe safe along with the pro oxygen tape that I showed you earlier. I do not promote products I do not use. And I full sent my quads yesterday in the tape. I went on a gnarly trail run. I was on the treadmill, pickleball, all of it. I wore it all fucking day. Absolutely love this stuff. KTTape.com forward slash EB. That's it. And uh, get yourself a deal there. A lot of love. Have a fantastic day. We will be back at you manana for another daily hustle see ya